0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a Mike Tomlin Tuesday press conference recap podcast here. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and Mike Tomlin had a lot to discuss in this Tuesday press conference leading up to the Week 17 game this Sunday in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. You know, I feel like a lot of fans out there might be listening to this podcast and saying, what is there really to talk about? Because the Steelers have pretty much locked up everything that they could. They've clinch the division. The Buffalo Bills winning on Monday Night Football means that it's very unlikely the Steelers will have the number two seed. Really, the only thing to talk about is, well, are they going to make any adjustments, meaning are they going to rest players, things like that? Well, the answer to that question is yes and yes. Who is going to be rested and who else might be rested? That's a different debate for another time. Mike Tomlin started off talking about the recap from the Indianapolis game, and that's where we're going to start as well. He said that the Steelers were obviously far from perfect. He said that the usual warts, and that's, a, that's a, something that he emphasized, that these warts are the usual warts, the slow starts, things like that, popped up once again. Now, he said that the team has an unbelievable amount of fight and will about them, and that's one of the reasons they were able to come back and, and beat the, the Indianapolis Colts in Week 16 at Heinz Field. But you know what? That will be tested as the Steelers prepare for the AFC playoffs. He talked about the catalysts in the game. He mentioned the splash plays, mainly to Deontay Johnson, the touchdown, the, the couple big pass plays to Chase Claypool, and then also the field flipping, defensive pass interference penalties that really set up shop for the Steelers' offense. He said defensively they got more comfortable, uh, especially with communication with Rivers. He said that the Steelers, in a, in essence, they were they, they were basically Rivers was able to just call out their coverages. There was no crowd noise. He said it's part of the the 2020 environment. But the communication versus Rivers was something that got better as the game went on. He said the quiet stadiums, they are a challenge. He said Vince Williams, he played 100% of the defensive snaps, and he made it very clear that that's not something the Steelers technically want to do regularly. They don't want to have Vince Williams out there for 100% of the snaps, but he said it's vitally important to combat Phillip Rivers above the neck. Vince Williams was the one that was, you know, as as Philip Rivers made calls, he was making defensive calls to adjust. Uh, let's also not forget, though, folks, that the Steelers didn't have many options at inside linebacker when Marcus Allen wasn't available, Ulysses Gilbert wasn't available, Robert Spillane is still in injured reserve. When those things are happening, they didn't have any real options at inside linebacker other than Vince Williams and Avery Williamson, who basically played the entire game. So that was kind of the recap, and then he got into the Cleveland game. He said, look, first and foremost, Ben Roethlisberger is not playing in Week 17, right, right off the bat. Just said it very clear, plain as day. Mason Rudolph is going to start for the Steelers. Uh, they'll have Joshua Dobbs up. He'll be his first game being active since returning from when, via trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, Ben Roethlisberger... Is going to get a week off, and a lot of fans are probably going to be okay, are going to be upset about this because he hasn't played the best the last quarter of the season. But nonetheless, it's going to give him a chance to really rest and let his body recover. Mason Rudolph now, all of a sudden, is faced with a really, really big game. He is, people forget, he's going to be entering in 2021, he's going to be entering the final year of his rookie contract. And the last thing that everyone remembers about Mason Rudolph is a failed 2019 season, but mainly. That ugly start in Cleveland, Thursday night football, Mason or Miles Garrett, we all know what happened. We don't need to bring that up. But this is going to be a chance for him to go into Cleveland and not just beat the Browns, to beat them on their turf and to knock them out of the playoffs. If the Browns win, they're in. If they lose, they need a whole bunch of scenarios to help them out. Mason Rudolph can make a name for himself, not only with the Steelers, but with the rest of the NFL, if he's able to go out and play well now Mike Tomlin did say that they could rest other players but a lot of that depends on the position depends on injuries things like that we'll talk about that in a second he did go on to talk about the Browns and how he has the Steelers who did not have to go against Nick Chubb in their first meeting they will have to deal with him now in week 17 as well as Kareem Hunt he said you know even though they didn't see Chubb last game that someone they have some familiarity with and of course they know Baker Mayfield and what he brings to the team On defense, he said they have to neutralize the the Cleveland Browns pass rush, and that starts with Miles Garrett. How many players are they going to have to use to block him? Are they going to put a tight end over him? Are they going to have to chip him every play? Are they going to put a tackle on him one-on-one? That's something they're going to have to figure out because he can be a game wrecker, period. He said they have quality at all levels on their defense. He specifically mentioned Denzel Ward. He said they have very few secrets on both offense and defense between these two teams. He said, I'm sure they're saying similar things over on the other side. Now, the injuries, he did mention that a lot of they're hoping to have a lot of players return that could help them decide whether or not they could rest other players in this upcoming Week 17 game. A player like Marcus Allen, who missed last game with a stinger. Uh, Ola Adenye, who missed last game with a shoulder. Uh, UG3 has been put on injured reserve with his ankle. He's probably not going to be available to the Steelers probably until the postseason, he also mentioned Chris Boswell and Chris Boswell, they was asked about those two injuries. Cause remember he missed the Washington football team game with a groin, I believe. And now this was labeled as a hip. Mike Tomlin said there are two separate injuries. It, it was not a reaggravation of the first one, and because of that, he's hoping the Boswell will get back to work. He appreciates Matthew Wright and everything he did for the Steelers, but he's hoping to get Boswell back for Week 17. I would assume that they err on the side of caution here. If they have to sit Boswell another week, so be it. The Steelers winning this game does not—it did nothing. Really hinges on that. Boswell sitting another week. Matthew Wright kicking is not going to be the end of the world if it means that Boswell is going to be healthy for the playoffs when it really matters. He also, someone was asked about Robert Spillane. A reporter said, Coach, is Robert Spillane close to returning? He said he could return this week. He has to check on his rehabilitation to see how his knee is handling everything. But he said he could return. It sounds like, it sounds like the Steelers, if they don't get him back this week in week 17, they'll have him for the wild card round. And that's really good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really good news. Now moved on to the question and answer portion of the p- press conference. He was asked about, what do you think about having the potential of playing Cleveland in week 17? And then also in the playoffs, do you hold anything back? Do you not do certain things? Do you game plan a certain way. He said that would not factor into the game plan at all, but don't think for a second that with Mason Rudolph, at quarterback and Ben Roethlisberger, even if the Steelers do have to play the Browns in the wildcard round, That's night and day difference, period. Night and day difference. So keep that, take that comment with a grain of salt. It was asked about the end of the first half against the Indianapolis Colts in week 16. And most people would assume or call this a botched coaching time management where Phillip Rivers, that was like a third and 15, maybe a little bit longer than that. I don't remember the exact yardage. He had, the Steelers had three timeouts and they didn't call a timeout. Phillip Rivers got the offense to the line of scrimmage quickly. And they didn't call timeout. And what happened was is eventually everything just started to kind of, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, call timeout, call timeout. Mike Tomlin defended his decision saying that he was sick and tired of watching the defense give up chunk plays. And it, it's one of those situations where he he seriously was just sick and tired of watching them move down the field. So he basically said, "I let the I let the clock run out on purpose. Take that for what it's worth. That was his answer, not mine. He's asked about Ben Roethlisberger's confidence. Was it shattered? Uh, Were there shots down the field that were missed? He said, I have no issues with Ben Roethlisberger's confidence. He said, were there opportunities missed downfield? Yes. Not all that was on Roethlisberger. Some of that was on the receivers, running the wrong routes, or reading things differently. But no, he has no problems with Ben Roethlisberger's confidence. Mason Rudolph going to Cleveland He was obviously asked about the situation with Miles Garrett in last season, and and has Mike Tomlin spoken with him? He said he has not spoken with him about it yet. He said he doesn't expect to have to bring it up. Why would you? I mean, really, if you think about it. He said he's going to be excited for his opportunity. I bet Mason Rudolph is chomping at the bit, to be honest with you. Sack Totals was asked about, does this reflect more scheme? Is it more players? You talk about the, the great players they have on their front seven. He said this is about... The players, the players that provide the wave that the defense rides on. He's talking about Watt. He's talking about Toit. He's talking about Hayward, Alawalu, Bud Dupree before he was lost for the season, and now Alex Highsmith. He said this is totally reflective of the players. He gave all the credit to the players. So kudos to Tomlin for doing that. He's asked about the, you know, what, what he thought about the 2020 season. It, it's different. We know the protocols are in place. We know there's no fans in most stadiums. He just said that he was appreciative of the players that he has and their willingness to adjust and to adapt to the protocols and to things that the NFL is doing to help not only keep the game going, to finish the regular season, but also to keep players healthy. He said that they, they've done a great job. And then it just seemed fitting that right after that question was a question about if you saw it on social media, Juju Smith-Schuster did a TikTok dance with a large number of the offensive players, skill position players. Some of them were masked, some weren't. They were wearing their uh, AFC North champions gear. It seemed harmless, but the NFL cracked down on the New Orleans Saints for doing something very similar. And it cost them money, and it actually cost them a seventh round draft pick. And he was basically asked, did you hear from the NFL office about that that video that was put out there, and have you said anything to your players? He said, "Look, as an organization, we have heard from the NFL. They're going to keep it in house. They're not going to make it public unless you know someone else does." He said, "We have must adhere to the protocols. They're going to keep this discipline in house. They're going to," he said, "We are make, going to make it very clear that we do not take this pandemic lightly. The Steelers, from a players' perspective, from a coach's perspective, from an organizational perspective, they are taking it serious." And so he sounded very devout in the fact that he's not – he he understands the excitement, and he did mention that. He understands the excitement of the players in the moment they win the division. Their first division win since 2017, and yet they're also thinking about, you know, that. So take that for what it's worth. He was asked about the backups being excited. He, he said it has, he gotten a feeling or a sense from some of these backups that they're really excited to play. He said, look, this is not a preseason game. He said, this is not players 54 to 75 going out there trying to make the team. He said, this is, this is a situation where minus Ben Roethlisberger and maybe a couple other players, you're going to see the regular Steelers out there, whether you like it or not. Also, factors, uh, he talks about, you know, other factors. What are some other factors he was asked about that could have players being rested in week 17? He said, well, the number one is the health of the play, the, the guys they're pulling from. So let's talk about inside linebacker. Vince Williams last week couldn't be spelled if they wanted to, unless they were going to bring in some sub packages or whatnot. It, that's just, they have, they're really thin at guard and they're really thin at inside linebacker. Let's look at another position. Let's say they want to give DeCastro and Pouncy the week off. I doubt you could have both of those players missing. Why? JC Hass now is your primary interior backup. He can't play two positions at once. This is just a situation where the Steelers are going to have to really weigh their you know who do we have available? Who do we want to rest? Do we start certain players and then pull them? These are all questions they're going to have to uh, answer this week, and we'll see how it plays out. He was asked about Cassius Marsh, who's the guy that they picked up. I think it's off the Indianapolis Colts practice squad. I could be wrong about that, but he made a couple big plays in Week 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 16, especially on special teams. He said, "Look, he's willing and capable to do whatever it takes." He said he does have rush talent. He said, typically, when you're picking up a player like this in the middle of the season, they don't have experience, but he does. Marsh has experience in the National Football League, so they're very appreciative of this. And it was a fitting way to end this press conference. He was asked about T.J. Watt. He said, what do you think about T.J. Watt? What makes him special? His quote was, T.J. Watt is visiting from another planet. He said he has freakish work ethic and habits. He is a defensive player of the year quality guy. Man, think about that. That is quite, quite the promotion for the the Steelers' out of, offense, outside linebacker as he tries to match his brother, JJ, with a Defensive Player of the Year award. So that's it. That was the Mike Tomlin Press Conference recap. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you join me tomorrow, Wednesday, for my Let's Ride Morning podcast, which airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. On Wednesday and Friday, it airs at 5 a.m., anywhere where you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain you find us. And as always, make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of said website. In the meantime, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you. Go Steelers.